Hello, friends, and welcome to Sash Chat, the podcast where we talk all things pageantry. I'm your host, Alora Martin, and each week I'll be bringing you pageant-related content with no hold barred. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the downright silly. Hello, hello, queens. Welcome back to Sash Chat. You may already know this, but we've just entered into a huge week for pageantry. This week, we'll see contestants ages 4 through 24 compete for three national titles, one international title, and tons of optional awards in six age divisions in Florida. That's right, it's time for the I Am Pageant Powerhouse Competition. So hang in there because we're going to dive into this event, the titles they award, and how we ended up with this crazy combined pageant week in the first place. So first, we're going to talk about National American Miss, or what most people call NAM. NAM has been around since the mid-80s and puts a heavy focus on speaking and community service. As I mentioned, the program includes six age divisions for girls ages 4 through 24, and the mandatory areas of competition include interview, personal introduction, formal wear, resume, and community service. Community service accounts for 10% of the overall score and is fulfilled by simply donating a children's book or school supplies to charity prior to the pageant. And resume accounts for 15% of the overall score, and that's fulfilled by completing the contestant resume following the criteria given by the national office. So really, a quarter of the overall score can be easily guaranteed simply by following the rules. NAM tends to be a more natural pageant, meaning that the hair and makeup is usually not as intense and the wardrobe is more modest, but it attracts thousands of competitors at the state and national level each year, and they found a great way to capitalize on that. Each state queen goes to compete on at nationals for the NAM title, but what about all the girls that didn't capture their state crown? Well, that's where the second national title comes in, National All-American Miss. This competition is open to anyone who competed in their state pageant and made top five in the either the overall competition or any of the optional competitions. Although NAM and All-American contestants are judged separately, the areas of competition are the same for both. So now we're going to talk about International Junior Miss, or IJM. IJM was founded in 2008, and it didn't take long for it to take off and become one of the most notable systems in pageantry, at least in my opinion. IJM is scored on interview, fun fashion, and evening gown. And this system is known for having impeccable and high-end wardrobe and incredible stage routines, all the glitz and glam. As its name suggests... IJM isn't just for girls in the United States, rather it's open to contestants around the world. And much like NAM, IJM found a way to capitalize on the high volume of contestants they were seeing, which was to crown America's Junior Miss, or AJM, which is the third and final national title we're discussing today. AJM, America's Junior Miss, is awarded to the contestant with the highest combined score in talent, casual wear, and spokesmodel all of which are optional competitions. IJM's age divisions were very similar to NAM's, but in 2018, to celebrate their 10-year anniversary, IJM added a Ms. division, 
for women single or married up to 45 years old. It was a massive hit, so they ended up bringing it back for a second year in 2019. Although in 2019, it was a little funky because the Ms. division had their national pageant or international pageant in a separate state from the rest of the divisions, which I thought was strange, especially when you consider that pageantry is supposed to be about sisterhood and bonding. So I was never really clear on why they isolated the Ms. division in that way. So obviously, Nam and IJM are very different. As I said, Nam is very natural and modest and about life skills, and IJM is high glitz and glam. It's like a glitz pageant for big kids, honestly, and I'm here for it. And I truly believe that IJM was a fierce competitor of Nam. Their prize package continued to grow each and every year, and more and more contestants that had roots in Nam began competing at IJM. But in 2020, we got a huge surprise at the IJM International Pageant. It was held over New Year's Eve 2020 into the new year of 2021. And picture this. Literally, the pageant has just ended. The new queens have been crowned. They're standing on stage, waving and smiling and probably still in disbelief. Um, And the international director come on stage. And you can see that the queens kind of have no idea what's going on. So Nikki and Jess, who were the international directors, basically say that they're stepping down from the pageant and they introduce the NAM national directors, Lakeisha, Steve, and Kathleen. So Lakeisha explains that they are creating the I Am pageant powerhouse, which will consist of the four pageants, NAM, All-American, IJM, and AJM which would all take place Thanksgiving week in Florida. Which, by the way, is what NAM has done for a long time. NAM and All-American always take place in Florida during Thanksgiving week. She then says that all titles for 2021 for IJM will be appointed, which means that there will be no state pageants. She also alludes to the fact that this is simply because it's a transition year and not a permanent thing. So since that, we've seen three important developments. The first was that the Ms. division was disbanded, so it no longer exists in IJM. The second is that state pageants, although some have returned, they haven't returned in the force that I would expect to see. And the third is optional competitions, which we'll talk about in a second. So first, let's talk about the Ms. division. I totally get that running a massive week-long national slash international pageant with four titles and a gazillion optionals is a ton of work. And it certainly helps if all of those titles have some sort of uniformity, like age divisions. So I get that it's just easier to go without that Ms. Division. But honestly, this made me so sad. One of my dear friends was a former IJM Ms. state title holder, and I know it was a great experience for her. Also, the Miss Division cutoff for these pageants is 24, which is pretty low. It's one of the lowest in the industry, actually. So having a Miss Division where girls who are still in that kind of traditional Miss age range so they can still compete is great. And honestly, I'm in favor of anything that makes pageants more inclusive. So having more age divisions is one way to achieve that. And I feel bad for that last IJM Ms. title holder whose division was disbanded during her reign. 
She didn't get to crown a successor, and I'm sure that knowing her division was gone impacted her reign. The next change is state pageants. So yes, we've seen a few state pageants come back, but not nearly as many as I'd hoped. I want to start by saying that although I'm not personally someone who has really done many appointed or at-large titles, I don't have an issue with them, especially if they're purchased by someone who previously competed and did well in a state or preliminary pageant for that system. There's two main reasons that I personally prefer to have state pageants or preliminary pageants rather than going to a big pageant at large. The first is that big competitions are expensive no matter how you slice it. Usually if you win a state or a prelim pageant, you get some of those costs offset by the state organization, which makes going to nationals so much more attainable, at least financially. The second is that I personally don't like to put myself in a position where I have no shot and I'm out of my league. And that's not to say that I only compete to win or that I'm a sore loser. I actually tell people all the time that I'm a fantastic loser. I've lost a lot in my life and I've become very good at it. Um, But what I mean is that I don't want to show up to a national pageant and embarrass myself because my wardrobe is not up to par, my walk is not up to par, my interview is not up to par, or I simply just don't know what I'm getting into. So by having the opportunity to participate in a prelim pageant first, you glean so much important information through your scores about whether or not you're ready to compete at a higher level in that system. So I guess really my issue is that I think Prelim pageants set contestants up for success, and they offer valuable opportunities for growth. Without them, you potentially have hundreds of girls walking into an international pageant with no real-life preparation. One of the most important things I've learned in pageantry is that every system is different. One interview answer might score phenomenally in one system and horrible in another. One walking style or outfit may be a hit here but a miss there. So having those prelim pageants to figure that out firsthand, get those scores, get feedbacks from within the system and its judges is so valuable and can only make a contestant better at the higher level. So why aren't we seeing IJM state pageants in at least as many states as NAM? They're two different pageants with two different looks and scoring, so why couldn't they coexist? At a bare minimum, it would help promote the system and create more awareness. So as of right now, NAM has a few state directors that run a very large number of state pageants. And I have a feeling they don't have the bandwidth to also take on additional IJM state pageants. And I know I wouldn't, so no tea, no shade. But why not let the former IJM state directors just keep going with their state pageants? This is where it gets a little bit dicey. What I'm about to tell you is secondhand information that was told to me by an IJM state director who was a state director until the pageant was purchased by the NAM team. They've asked me not to use their name or identify their state, which I will honor, and I am not personally attesting to the truthfulness or validity of these statements. I'm merely sharing what I was told. So for the sake of being fair... Everything I'm about to say is a legend. They told me that in the height of the pandemic in 2020, they were told by the national office to not start planning their 2021 pageant until after internationals, which was going to take place New Year's Eve-ish. This director was very concerned because their pageant usually took place pretty early in the year, 
and they were concerned about having enough time to secure a venue and recruit contestants. They vocalized this to national leadership, but were again told to hold off until after internationals. This director told me that they were then sent essentially a cease and desist letter during internationals week. So during that last week of the year and was told that they were no longer a state director. They were to relinquish control of the IJM state social media accounts and were basically to remove everything off social media that would lead people to believe that they were still an active IJM director. They also said that they found out about the merger when the rest of us did right after crowning at internationals. And I'm going to be honest, this hurts my heart. I totally understand that business is business and depending on legal stuff or NDAs, you may not be able to talk about certain things or tell people what's happening, but it's still just not a fun situation for this director. Can you imagine, honestly, working so hard to produce a great state pageant and you've been doing it for years and years and then trying to keep things afloat during a global pandemic? And then basically being told that your job is no longer your job and finding out through a legal document and a statement on stage. I just, I can't even imagine. So I did ask the director if they thought this was a personal conduct issue, like if it was addressed to them specifically um, and if they were maybe the only person that received it or if they thought that it was every director. They said that they spoke to a few other state directors who said that they had received the same information. So it makes me wonder if we will see a resurgence of IJM state pageants or not. I looked at the contestant numbers this year at the international level, and they seem much lower than in years past. But to be fair, every pageant is struggling to get numbers lately, so that may not necessarily be a reflection of these changes. That could just be the nature of the industry right now. So the third and final change I want to talk about is optional competitions. There are a ton of optional competitions between NAM and IJM. There's talent, casual wear, runway model, top model, photogenic, spokesmodel, actress, red carpet correspondent, music artist of the year, fitness, fresh face, and I've probably forgotten a few, but there's a ton. And I love that. I love an opportunity for girls to go have more stage experience, have fun, maybe get some more awards. It's great. I'm all for it. These competitions are still in existence, But the change is that rather than IJM contestants competing only against one another and NAM contestants competing against only one another like they do for the overall title, now they've combined. So everyone in an age division across NAM, IJM, and actually All-American as well compete for the same optional awards. So hypothetically, you may be competing against 20 girls for the IJM overall title, but 75 girls for best talent, best spokesmodel, or whatever the case may be. This isn't the worst thing in the world, especially when you remember that optional scores don't play into your overall score, but it makes for a very long competition day when you factor in that you have so many more girls competing in the same thing at the same time. And it also means that competition will be stiffer for those optionals and fewer girls will be recognized, which also is like not the most fun thing in the world. And also on a completely separate note, this is just me personally, I was never super interested in NAM when I was young enough to compete because I knew that I didn't want to spend Thanksgiving week in Florida away from my family. And I know that the organization puts together a nice meal on that day and family can attend for a fee and they genuinely try to make it a whole family experience. 
but I just knew for me and probably for many others, my whole family was never going to pay for an expensive flight to Florida to stay in an expensive hotel over a holiday week for a pageant. It just was not in my family's budget. So I never did, Nam. It was just never my cup of tea for that reason. Once they announced that IJM would be adopting that same schedule, I also knew that IJM was off the table for me because I wasn't going to put myself in that position. I just wasn't. And if it works for some people, that's awesome. But I do feel like it creates a barrier for others. I know there's people that love it. That's fine. No tea, no shade. It's just not for me. On a more positive note, though, I am super excited to watch this week unfold and find out who our new IJM, AJM, NAM, and All-American Queens are, and I genuinely, genuinely hope that everyone has an incredible experience and lots of fun. I do know that the staff is trying their hardest to make it a good experience for everyone. I can only imagine how much work it is for them, considering the sheer amount of contestants they have, but my fingers are crossed for them that it works out for the best for everyone. And as always, if you've got thoughts or questions, whether it's about the I Am Pageant Powerhouse or anything else pageantry related, find us on Instagram at sashchatpodcast. Hit the link in the bio. Let me know what you think. So that's all I have for you today. Thanks for hanging out with me. And until next time, remember to always wear your invisible crown. (laughs) 